This episode is brought to you by Murrinjai Water Drilling, a family-owned and operated team of fully licensed, insured and experienced drillers in the construction, mining and water services. They are licensed to drill and service in Queensland, the Northern Territory and Western Australia. They ensure all water bores are installed correctly and professionally first time, every time. Learn more at murrinjaiwaterdrilling.com.au or find them on Facebook. Listening to the Central Station Podcast, where we bring you true stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. This podcast is brought to you by Ariat Australia, the perfect choice for the tough jobs. Ariat boots and clothing work hard, look good, and are so comfortable there's never a need to slow down. Visit ariat.com.au today. My name is Hayden Sale, and this is my story. When it all goes wrong, call the Flying Doctor. We're immensely proud of producing food to help feed people around the world. Some of the destinations for our beef are Indonesia, the Philippines, Malaysia, Brunei, China, Vietnam, Israel, Middle Eastern countries, amongst others. The work here on the station is often hot and hard with at times quite ridiculous challenges thrown in. Markets, weather, the challenges of isolation, but we love it and could not imagine doing anything else. When you weigh up the rewards of working in a beautiful place with animals and great committed people, it becomes a great joy and I feel privileged to be able to do it. Part of living in such a remote area is the angst and worry for your family and workmates if there was to be an accident. We are four hours from the nearest hospital by road, which is at times is impassable due to wet weather. The worry became a terrifying reality two years ago when Jane was seriously injured on the station. Jane works extremely hard during the mustering season outside with our staff, often coordinating musters from the ground and controlling the yard work and drafting of cattle. I fly a helicopter we use for mustering the cattle and are often away from the yards on another muster or at our neighbouring property organising operations over there. The cattle are only handled once per year and out of the yards within 24 hours to reduce the stress on them and return them to their natural environment. In order to achieve this with large numbers of cattle, the days are very long and the work does not stop until this is achieved. Daylight starts and home in the dark are the norm. From time to time, animals that have never been yarded in their life coming with the mob. These have escaped masters in the past and are basically wild animals that have never been in contact with humans. These are called clean skins, which uh, it means they have no brands or tags to identify them from previous masters. Clean skin bulls are especially dangerous due to their size, sharp horns and generally aggressive attitude. On one muster in July 2011, a large clean skin bull came in with a mob of cattle. We usually try to separate the bulls and feed them some hay over a few days to let them calm down. We're very careful in the first contact to not get in the pen with them and take care when handling them generally. On this day, I was on my way to Bulka, uh, a neighbouring station, in the helicopter to do other jobs, while Jane and the crew were taking care of the cattle in the yards and drafting. 
I realized not long into the journey that I'd forgotten my satellite phone that I always carry for safety or breakdowns. I turned back to the yards to pick it up. This turned out to be very lucky indeed. When flying into land, I noticed the boys jumping around trying to signal me and knew straight away something was wrong. When I landed and got out, I saw Jane sitting on the ground with a large bandage around her head and blood all over her face and clothes. The boys were severely shaken and told me she had been attacked by a clean skin bull. The bull had smashed a gate off its hinges right where Jane had been standing on the other side and attacked her, smashing her against the fence, continually throwing her in the air and partially scalping her head right across the forehead and all the way to the back of her head. I did not, did not know the extent of the injury until I got to the hospital and removed the bandages, but I knew from the boy's state it was serious. In hindsight, I'm glad I did not know it as it helped me to keep calm and think out a solution. I think that would have been much harder if I knew the true state of my wife's injuries. Jane is the most courageous person I've ever met. <clears throat> to move out here from a city background and make a go of it shows that in spades. Once again, she was amazing. She was able to answer questions about herself, her injuries, and seemed in the main quite calm. She had even given the boys instructions on how to bandage her up before I arrived. First thing to do was to call the Royal Flying Doctor Service for assistance. I did that from a satellite phone and went through some basic checks of Jane's condition with the doctor over the phone. She needed help and she needed it fast as we didn't know the true state of her internal injuries. <clears throat> the problem was the RFDS plane was just, they had just left on another job and would be at least two hours to get to us. I knew straight away this was going to be too long. I decided I had to fly her to the hospital myself in the helicopter. The risk was if she passed out on the way, I could do a little to help her as you need two hands full-time to fly and it's only a two-seat machine. I went and talked to Jane and she said she felt strong enough, so we loaded into the chopper and set off for Fitzroy Crossing Hospital, a trip of around 90 minutes. I think that was the longest 90 minutes of my life and I'm sure it was for Jane. She had no painkillers and the adrenaline had worn off from the accident and shock set in. She was in horrible pain and starting, starting to look weak. I just tried to talk to her and keep her conscious, but there was little I could do. She told me afterwards she was just trying to keep her bearings on her position to give herself something to concentrate on and not pass out. To watch her suffer was the most horrible experience of my life. She did not complain and was brave beyond words, and finally we reached the airstrip when ambulance was waiting. They gave her morphine and the relief was palpable for both of us. The RFDS do a brilliant service to remote areas of Australia and they are fantastic to us in our time of need. The Fitzroy Crossing Hospital checked Jane over and stabilised her condition, but she needed more scans and immediate plastic surgery for her head. The RFDS transferred us to Broome by air and then had a jet on standby to transfer Jane to Perth for surgery. As luck would have it, there was a visiting surgeon in Broome and the procedure could be performed there. 300 plus stitches later, Jane's scalp was put back together. She also had broken ribs and severe bruising all over her body. Her recovery has been remarkable both body and mind. Mentally, an accident of that scale takes its toll by once again, but once again her courage was shone through and she was back to work in no time. The accident brought into focus for us the daily dangers of work out here and the multiplication of that danger by isolation. We do everything we can to be safe, but from time to time accidents happen. Is the final outcome that counts. I consider myself and my children very lucky to still have Jane and I have seen a side to her character that makes me swell with pride. Whether it be patching up scratches or administering basic painkillers 
or antibiotics from the medical chest provided to stations, or sending a jet to an accident site. The Royal Flying Doctor does an amazing job from remote Australia. We couldn't live this life if we didn't have the assurance of the RFDS. Ag Workforce specialises in recruiting for agricultural jobs, including farm work, station work and agribusiness across Australia. View current jobs, advertise a position or register as a job seeker at agworkforce.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia. All of our podcast episodes, a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station, and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station, True Stories from Outback Australian Cattle Stations, and we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au, and we're also on Twitter at Central Station 6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast.